I'm sure a lot of you out there, when you, when things go really well, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. The devil, the evil, the demons, they feed off anxiety. And the anxiety is something that's been, it's a lie which has been instilled into you from previous trauma. I'm, I'm human too. You know, I have rough weeks. I have rough emotional weeks. I have rough mental weeks. And uh, this was one of them. Who deals with depression and anxiety and who has been in an abusive relationship, they can recognize these things. You can see that in somebody else. Iron sharpens iron, but man sharpens man. This is Men in Your Life, unapologetically human. Here are your hosts, Dan and Brady. We are your hosts. We and are. We're back. We're back. Uh, what is that in the back? That sounds like some really bad 70s porn music. You don't, you don't like that? No. Ooh. Not even a little bit. Oh. <laughs> what are you doing? How's this? You're no? supposed to work this shit out before we record, bro. <laughs> you don't like this? <laughs> no. no. Oh, okay. <laughs> what are, you, well, what are then. you doing? So, yeah. So, I guess... We're not going to ever use restream music again, are we? No, restream music would be fine, but we got to work this shit out before we record. <laughs> is... I didn't think it was too bad. I think it was awful. You you have been watching Coco Melon, haven't you? I mean, Hungry Caterpillar has been playing in my house nonstop for the last <laughs> seven months. So anything, anything oh. sounds good at this point. Anything sounds better yeah. than that. Okay. But well, anyway. That's... Yeah. Hey. We're back. Hi. We Hi. are back. It has, been, How are it has you? been too damn long. And you know what? The last couple of episodes, we've said the same damn thing. It's been too long. We it's need been to start too doing long. this on a more regular basis. And we do. Um, it's starting to become fall, co- a little colder outside. You know, um, I we can stay in. There's less to do. We'll be able to do uh, at least bi-weekly shows, uh, I think, wouldn't be too much of a stretch. No, I don't think so. But I mean, this is my time to shine, homie. This is this, this is Bruce's me. time this, to shine. This is Brucey's time. Man, I shouldn't have had that puck going far through that ball. No, this is my time to shine, man. Um, oh, and for those of you that don't know, I'm Dan, uh, and that's oh. Brady. Yeah, yeah. We forgot to be confused it's, with Brady. It's, it's been so long, we forgot how to even do an intro. Yeah, we don't. But, uh, we apparently have no idea what we're doing anymore. No, so we don't. Welcome, welcome to <laughs> season X, episode one. Welcome to another episode of Men in Your Life, Unapologetically Human. We don't know what we're doing. So yes. uh, <laughs> I started the recording three different times and hit the wrong button every single time. Couldn't get the freaking intro video to work. That was me. That was a user error. You did. I mean, you did get a good recording of an F-bomb. Which was, <laughs> um, I should just put I feel that like in there you should end. make that as the, um, a new emote for, for NHL. Just, like, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Throw, I should throw that in as the end credits. Yes. Yes. No. Motherfucker. No, don't. This has don't. been a motherfucker production. No. No. Don't, oh, okay. don't do that. Okay. So what's you, been up, man? Have, oh, nothing. Um, actually, quite a bit. You know, I got. I, I think I mentioned maybe last step. I got a promotion, and that's still still absolutely kicking my ass. Oh, yeah. um, but <laughs> but it's been good. Um, it's uh, I finally got my first salaried paycheck, which was um, different for me because usually I have some idea of what I'm getting paid, and ever since they switched me to salary, I have no idea. So <laughs> so it was. I thought salary is supposed to be eat better. What isn't it the same every no, two I weeks? Mean, it's, 
Well, it is. It is. And but the whole thing is, this is this paycheck that we just got was the first two week paycheck since I started salary. So I had no like going Thursday. I had no idea what I was getting paid. None. Mm. How the which, paycheck looked? Which sucked. I mean, I I got a promotion. Paycheck so, looked great though. Didn't it, it looked it looked better than it did. <laughs> hey, but so, to be fair, it was earned. I mean, you deserve it. Was that. Earned. you? Yeah, it was you deserve. I, that. I worked my butt off. I did. I, I know you did. Absolute ass off, and I still do. Yeah, uh, and and I know you do. And now I know. Well, I didn't think you were BSing before, but now I sit there at work since we work for the same company. I go, God damn, this dude works a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like like half the stuff that you do, I don't even do. Like, I, it's not that like I don't do it. I mean, like it's not like on my plate it's not yet. Part of your yeah, yeah it's, it's not, not part, part of, of my dinner. plate. You've <laughs> got you've got like seven hundred things to do, and I'm like, good lord, have mercy. I, you you get to you get used to it. You do, do you? Um, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you're damn you, good I mean, at it. So, well, I appreciate it. I mean, okay, on on this episode of of Men in Your Life, we're we're boosting Brady's confidence. Um, <laughs> Oh shit! Look, we've had we've had some rough weeks, man. The last few weeks have not been good. Really, it's been hard for both of us. It's been hard for both of us. It has, and I think this. You know, I I like recording on uh, today because I mean, even though my M's lost last night, it was still. I mean, they played a doubleheader. Not really, but they might as well have. Yeah, Um, (laughs) eighteen innings, eighteen innings, scoreless. Not just eighteen innings, scoreless. Scoreless eighteen innings. Um, but you know, uh, see us rise where we'll be back next year. Um, did you, but, you did know, not just, you did not just see us rise. I did. Oh my God. Hey, what can I say? I, hey, um, I'm Russell, Russell Wilson. Let's ride. Hey, hey, no, no, that's oh, not no? allowed. You know better. You know, no, we're not allowed to do that. No. Oh, no. Okay. How, how, Sorry. Are, how are your commanders doing? Um, we won. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we're still <laughs> last place but i mean we won so yeah you know there's that right yeah yeah um but no i was gonna yeah. say I'm, I'm glad we're we're recording this weekend because it's yeah. been you know this week has been relatively good i mean it has its challenges but i mean if life doesn't have some challenges number one it gets boring and number two you're not living it um but it's been it's been a pretty good week, and recording on a on on an upswing, I, I definitely think is is going to be beneficial. How about you? How are you doing? Um, I'm good. Um, since we last talked, we had to end up putting the second dog down. Uh, well, not the last yeah. time we talked, but last time we recorded, uh, we ended up having to put our other our other dog down. He, uh, you know, just old age and. Um, had some, you know, dementia and some things caught up to him and it was sudden, just kind of like the first one. Uh, we we weren't prepared at all. Um, so that's been, it's been an adjustment, you know, we're trying to adjust to going from having two dogs to one dog to no dogs. And it's, it's different because you get used to certain things in the house and we're still doing that. Like, uh, Friday, uh, when we went on Xbox to play, um, uh, my wife went and was going to leave the garage door open and goes, oh, I'll leave it open for, for Bub to come in. And I just kind of looked up at her and she goes, oh, shit. oh, no, like it, like it clicked, <laughs> like it clicked in yeah. her head. Like what she said, she's like, oh, 
And she, I like, I like it simultaneously, like we were like, we hurt each other's feelings essentially. I like hurt, like I hurt my feelings and she hurt her feelings because we both yeah. got like, Oh shit. <laughs> but, um, you know, we have that going on and, um, things at home have been good. Uh, getting the deck put up. Um, my dad has been working. Actually, he's been doing a lot of work on that. He comes basically when I leave for work, he's coming down here to come work on the deck. So that's been, I that's don't awesome. know. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, he's, um, we're grateful for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that works good. Baby's good. Um, you know, I don't have too many things, but most maybe of the is, stuff, you, maybe it's seven, seven and a half months, seven. Yeah. Seven and a half months. That's pretty seven good. I know she'll yeah, be eight that. months here in a week. Um, two weeks, basically two weeks. That's the seven and a half. That's, well, I said she'll be eight months in like two weeks. Um, so, but yeah, seven and a half months. <laughs> they, they uh, I, I'm glad to hear you know you, uh, you haven't wanted to kill mom, and mom hasn't wanted to kill you. That's well, no, that's, she hold on, she always wants to kill me. Well, yeah, but not not because of anything other <laughs> no, than what no, the normal. No, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm just naturally annoying. That's just how it works. Yes. <laughs> wow, you're not supposed she to that agree with, with that. She knew that when she married you, bro. <laughs> I know. I know. But yeah, I mean, other than, other than that, things have been good, man. You know, um, you know, baby's good. Everybody's good. Life is, you know, life is life. But, you know, with me, you know, I mean, you, you know me pretty well where most of the times where I have like episodes or like moments, it's in like a 24 hour span. Like I, whenever I have something going on, I find a way to deal with it and then be move on from it. So, you know, usually by the time we record, those things are gone for me. Well, yeah. And that's something that, you know, we, we've definitely preached on this podcast is, you know, don't hold on to it. You know, like we, like we say, it's okay to not be okay. Let's just not camp out there. Yeah. Um, you know, let's do what we can to, to move forward. And I think you and I have, I think that's probably why things have gotten a little bit better with, hmm. with, you know, you and I on our, on our individual personal lives is because we have gotten a little farther into learning how to let go i mean i know i know after the divorce and in relationship and all that stuff that i went through you know for those years it was you know um well this happened to me mm-hmm. i mean it was five years ago but this happened to me mm-hmm. and it was and I, I would let go of most things but some of the more traumatic things it's 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 hard it is it's uh and and i feel like that's kind of what that, that's kind of what um what pushes you to act on it is, you know, it, it, it eventually just gets harder and harder and harder. And that light at the end of the tunnel, it's, I mean, you start to feel like that's not the end of the tunnel. It's a train coming at you. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie. You know, a couple <laughs> weeks ago, it was, I don't, honestly, a, a couple of weeks ago, I had a rough time. You know, I mean, yeah. things at home were okay, but, you know, things at work were hectic and I was, I was getting my feet under me and, and, um, you know, which bled into my home uh, for a few days, and you know there was really no, no avoiding that. Honestly, is you know it, when, when your cup runneth in, in you know, shit to do with either home, it'll bleed into work, and work it'll bleed into home. It just will eventually. You get that under control, but you know, a couple of weeks ago it was it was a little rough. There was there was some things going on financially and stuff like that. So yeah, it was it was hard. It was. And, you know, let me tell you something, especially after getting a promotion and a decent raise, you know, going through a couple of weeks of financial, you know, 
concerns, it's it, it it almost doesn't make any sense. Like it yeah. almost gave me yeah. it almost gave me a little bit more of of respect for those people. You know, those people that when I was younger, you'd look at and say, "Oh, they got money, they got no worries." Well, I mean, I don't have money or anything like that, and I did get a raise, but at the same time, like it it's. The problems don't disappear. <laughs> they don't no. just disappear suddenly, you know? No. Like, yeah, we, you get a promotion, you get a bigger paycheck, but it's not like you're getting your lump sum salary all at one time, you know? No. Like, I would no, love, to get, God, I would love to get, like, $63,000 at one time and then go pay that everything off. It just doesn't work that way, you know? No. And like I said, you know, not having any idea how much I'm getting paid. So that is, I think that was a really big part of it because – and this is really talk a lot about, you know, loss and, and, and a lot about the things in our personal lives that really cause us the, the stress and cause us to get depressed. But we rarely ever talk about finances, mm -hmm. how, how how your financial situation can be a severe uh, stress inducing, depression, depression inducing, you know, factor. And I was slipping into a bit of a de depression. I mean, I'm sure you, you and I barely talked that week a couple of weeks ago. And I mean, I didn't I didn't. I barely talked to anybody. I was working that first week. You were, I worked you were like, busy too. I was busy. Yeah. So, but at the same time, you know, I didn't barely talk to anybody or anything like that. And on top of, you know, having your financial situation be, you know, a little difficult for, and it was only for a couple of weeks, by no means am I complaining. And my financial situation is, you know, of course, gotten a little more ironed out, but I also had no idea how much I was getting paid with my debt. so i'm like i don't i don't know what i can <laughs> I, don't, I don't i don't know i don't know what i can I take care what of what i do what do paid. i do with my hands exactly yeah exactly. yeah so yeah. and and i want i want you know every, and i don't care who you are man woman child well not child teenager with a job sure absolutely <laughs> financial financial situations man they hit hard mm -hmm. especially with a family oh yeah you know we so growing up, um, we, we didn't have a lot of money growing up, but like my dad worked really, really, really hard to make sure that everybody in the house was taken care of and everything that he has, he's earned, like he's deserved everything, you know, all the hours that he's worked, the harder and stuff that he, you know, he's earned all of that. So Grow, like looking at it now, people would look at us and you'd be like, "Oh, well, your family has money." I'm like, mm, "My my dad has money, but it's hasn't always it wasn't always like that. Like it, it wasn't like that growing up. My dad was just he financially he was smart. Like he learned how to do investments. He learned how to save money. He learned how to do this and that at a young age, which benefit him as we as he got older and had kids you know as we grew up it was a it was beneficial for him right and then he tried to instill into us about you know investments and saving money and stuff like that but well i you know growing up it's kind of it was kind of one of those things where you know how like uh, when you don't really have money and you start to get money you want to spend it because you never had oh, yeah. money before that's Absolutely. how I was growing. That's how I was. And it took me a while to be like, oh, shit, I can't do this. Like, I need to learn how to be frugal. I need to learn how to save money. And it got to a point there was one like handful of years ago. Uh, I moved out of state for a job and I was broke. I mean, I mean, like piss broke. I had nothing. And I was lucky enough where like a friend was like buying some groceries, like bought me some food for a week till I could get my paycheck basically. And yes. I was asleep on our couch and 
working every single day, just trying to, you know, it just, you couldn't, it didn't matter how many hours you put in that week. Cause you were always a week behind with mm-hmm. when it came to a paycheck, yeah. you know? So, and I get it, you know, and then luckily now, you know, married with, with my wife and she's been awesome when it comes to finances. Like she's got a graph, a pie chart, all this stuff, everything dollar down to a T, <laughs> you know, she's done a really good job of making sure that our debts gets paid off. We are saving money. We are putting money away, you know, stuff like that. And she, yeah. I mean, I would, I would say she's borderline obsessed with it, which is not a terrible thing, but then it's yeah. like, then it's like suddenly we have to spend $50 suddenly on something. And it's like, no, that's, 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 you know, it throws the whole algorithm off. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, all right. We got to like chill, like $50 we can get back. It's not a big deal. You know what I mean? But yeah. I learned, I learned how to, during that time, I just learned how to kind of be humble about stuff. You know, like if I didn't have the money yeah. for something, I didn't have it, you know, and I didn't need to explain why I couldn't go out. I just, Hey, I don't, I can't go out tonight. You know, yeah. and it's like, oh, we'll, we'll cover you. And I'm like, okay, that's great. That's but then the I got to spend, I got to spend the gas to get there. And I'm yeah. like, I don't want to take your money because I'm going to feel like I need to owe you that money and I'm going to end mm-hmm. up paying you back. Yeah. So, you know, just kind of living like that at a younger age. And like, I get it, you know, you start to respect a lot of the little stuff in life and you become happy with some of the little things. And I'm okay with that, you know, like, Uh, my wife and I had a conversation the other day where I was like, you know, you and I are kind of like two different people. Like I would be content living in the mountains somewhere in a cabin with nothing but a radio and a fire and going, you know, and like having like a little, like a little plot to like farm and stuff, you know? And I was like, and you know, over here we've, built this house, which I never imagined we do. We're doing all this stuff. And like, even now I look around and I'm like, if, if I was by myself, like in a million years, I would never do this because it's just not who I am. But it's, I realize it's not really about me. It's about the atmosphere and the environment that you grow a family in. I was like, you know, I don't want to have a family to grow up in a cabin somewhere. You know I mean? That would have been great, but not the way that I would. Well, <laughs> not the way that I would want to do it. I don't want to, I don't want to have my child live that life, you know, unless it was an absolute necessity, but oh, yeah. you know, that's, you're right. We never do talk about finances and we don't. I'm glad you brought that up because it really makes you appreciate the things that you have in life. Even if you are struggling, you get to yeah, appreciate and, all the little things. And I kind of, I kind of understand what you're talking about because, you know, grow, growing up, like I, like I mentioned before, we owned a business. <laughs> Uh, we owned a bowling alley. It was the only bowling alley in town. It was one of the few things recreationally to do, especially in the winter, um, growing up in, in small town Alaska. Mm-hmm. Um, we had four lanes. Um, that was it. Uh, we we oiled them by hand. I mean, we had, you know, it was, oh, yeah. Um, like right a, like a spray I, can? Did you uh, use like a spray bug, can and like a... Bug spray. Like know, one of those old go. school bug spray cans. And, you uh, took like a mop and a squeegee or what did you do? No, well, they have a special lane mop that you use. Hmm. Um, it's it's exactly the lane. Um, Is there and, a cat behind you? Um, yes, that would be Tater. Oh, sorry. I was yeah. like, there's just a head that appeared out of your camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's Tater. Yeah, sorry. So- but no, but um, so we own a business and all that stuff. And, and, you know, we didn't want for anything, but we weren't rich by any stretch of the imagination i mean my mom still worked full-time for the city we owned a business um daryl was daryl and you know uh, mostly us us boys ran the business and not because women couldn't i mean it was because my mom had a full-time job and the girls were always busy but um 
my sisters. But um, we ran it. And it was, you know, we didn't want for anything, but, you know, we, we you know, we weren't rich or, or, you know, loaded by any. I had a lot of people growing up also, too, by the way, that thought we were because we owned a business. Um, but and then later on in life, as I've discussed on this podcast, I ended up, you know, homeless and a drug addict. And, you know, there, there was there were some complications in life. And I've gone from, you know, living OK as a kid growing up, never really wanting for anything to um, to homeless and being broke ass and not knowing where, you know, uh, next meal, all that stuff is. And now I'm, I'm doing pretty well and stuff like that. And. Um, I feel like what I'm, and there's a point to this. I feel like when you've gotten, when you've tasted both sides of of life, you know, not not necessarily worrying where your next meal has to come from, and and you know, also on the flip side of that coin, wondering you know where you're going to sleep that night. Um, I feel like it almost hits a little harder. Not necessarily on that extreme. You don't have to be homeless for it to hit a little harder, but. You have to be in like the position that you were that you know you were you were broke as hell and and now you've got you know you're in a good financial position so if it, if and when it does happen a hiccup happens and something happens and all of a sudden you're i mean it hits a little harder it did i didn't expect that that financial situation to affect my emotions and, and my mental state as as bad as it did but it, it bothers us because we remember what it was like before that. So yes. it's it's like, I don't want to go down that ro- road again. So it's like, oh, you know, suddenly the the $5 that you didn't have that you need, it's, it's life shattering because it's like, oh yeah. shit, I'm going to fall down the same hole again. But then at the same time, like you said before, it's understanding that you can't take care of everything at one time. And that's yeah. the hard part to like let go of things, you know, and it took me a while to figure that out. And then after, you know, when I did, it was it, like that common phrase, you can only control the things that you control or whatever. You yeah. can't control the things yeah. you can't control. Right. I can't control the fact that I don't have money right now. I'm working mm-hmm. and I'm using what I have to pay bills off and I still have to live. So I can't, you know, at that time I was like, I can't control this fact. Like, yeah. My pill, my bills are put, are paid. I have food for a few days. I can make do, you know, but I can't get, you know, it is what it is. And, the, and at that time I realized it just wasn't worth trying to get upset about because I couldn't do anything about it at that time. Even if I went to go work two, three, four jobs, it wasn't going to help me in that moment. You know, mm-hmm. it was going to help me later on, but I, it wasn't going to help me right then and there. Yeah. And, and I, I feel like that's, Financial can almost be almost worse because of that. Because financial doesn't matter what you do unless you un- unless you pull off some dirt or you know for whatever reason you have a collection of something that you are holding on to that you can get rid of. But I mean, there's all kinds of outlying situations that this could be wrong in. But I feel like financial situations are are so bad because you also don't know how long it's going to take to get out of it. Yeah. Like, okay, is this going to take one check or is it going to take five mm-hmm. to take care of this? And, you know, mm-hmm. five checks for, you know, for those of you out there, and there are people that get paid even less often than we do, but our, we're, you know, every two weeks. And it's mm-hmm. just like, okay, well, how do we make it every two weeks? Um, I still live paycheck to paycheck. I do. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's the hardest. That was, that's been like the hardest part is the, the two weeks for me. Cause I've yeah. had everything planned weekly, like by like weekly. Cause my wife only gets paid once a month. 
So I, and then doing it by week, it was easier to plan out. And now we're doing everything by two weeks. We're in the same, it's still the same money. You just have to wait an additional week to do stuff. Yeah. So it yeah. makes it, it makes it hard. It makes it a little difficult. It's a transition. Yeah, there's definitely a challenge to it. Yeah. No. But that doesn't, that, you know, that doesn't just lie with finances. That also lies with our mental health too. Absolutely. You know? And I mean, that's the whole thing. That's where I was going with this is the finances can definitely be a slippery slope into that. Because I mean, if you think about it, some of these people that are homeless that, um, you know, are, are on the street now, they had a financial situation happen mm-hmm. or, you know, back you, you, um, or, you know, the, with, with through the pandemic, all of a sudden they couldn't pay their rent and feed their kids and do the, So it was, you know, it, it's, and I feel like, you know, you, and this is perfect segue, honestly, I, I would be very interested to know the suicidality rate due to financial hardship. I mean, I know people, well, people that are homeless have financial hardship as, as the root cause. I'd, I'd love to know the numbers of that because it can't be a small amount. I mean, I oh, went through, I, I, I went through, I went through a very short amount of time and don't get me wrong. I never thought about killing myself, but I went through a very short period of time where, where my finances were, uh, I was in, not in a great place and it, it was a little unknown for a couple of weeks and it hit me hard. I don't, I don't know if I would, I would venture to guess that the finances is more as as a gateway than it is the ultimate decision maker of whether, whether you, uh, attempt, take your own life or not, you know, because, and I mean, it could be for some, I mean, you hear stories about how like, um, fame, like a mom, like a a husband and wife would divorce because the debt that they were accruing was so high that there was no way that they could pay it off. And like the only way that they'd be able to pay something like a, like a, uh, there was a story about this husband and a, um, and a wife where the dad had to get a surgery and they were, there was something where they were going for like a private loan and they couldn't get approved because of the amount of student loan debt that the wife had accrued mm-hmm. over X. And they, they've been married for like 33 years or something like that. And she still was paying on the student loan debt. And, but she was going back to school at the same time. Well, I guess they ended up like divorcing and that way the debt, I guess, reverted back to her. And then he was able to get this private loan to pay for this surgery because he didn't have health insurance. Like all, it was this weird thing, but it's like, it's like you think about it. It's like, it's like, where the hell are we at now in like today's world where you have to do stuff like that? Or how many times do you see people um, like debt collectors just constantly calling you, calling you, calling you. And you got to think that at some point, right. Okay. Yeah. Me too. Me too. I was, yeah. and at some point, it's just like enough is enough. Like I, I can't afford to pay you, and then you calling me and me having to reject you, and then hear you that you're going to garnish my paychecks. You know, and it's like all that stuff is just to me is more as a gateway into everything because then you have that on top of whatever else you have going on in your yeah. life. You know, and then you talk about you know the homelessness and and people selling drugs. Well, I mean, think about it. What is the one reason why people get into selling drugs? They need well, money. money. Usually, they need the money, right? Yeah. They could be working two or three jobs and still choose to Sometimes. do that because they don't have the money. Oh, I knew. I mean, when I was younger and, and bouncing between restaurants and I mean, even when I started at fast food restaurants and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, people selling marijuana was was rampant. And that was that was everywhere there. You can yeah. find other things. <laughs> but um, I would. But yeah. 
I would like to know. I would actually like to know, and I don't know if there's analysis on it. Maybe some. Maybe if Blake is listening, maybe that's a guy that we should ask. Maybe he would know. But um, maybe he would know. But I would like to know at what point. What is the percentage of people who take their life that are in a severe amount of debt? I mean, like like going like bankrupt. You know, like they can't. Oh, yeah. They just can't afford anything. I would like to know. It, it would be. It would it's be. Got to be a high percent. And, and just so everybody understands, the reason that that we were talking about suicidality was um, uh, recently Suicide Awareness Month, and and Dan actually just finished this uh, this past weekend doing something mm-hmm. for to raise awareness and for for suicide prevention. Dan, yeah, we uh, the fundraiser that we talked about a few weeks ago um, that we did. I signed the podcast up. Instead of myself, we uh, did it under the podcast banner for uh, AFSP, which was America for Suicide Prevention. We had our walk yesterday, and uh, thanks to everybody who donated, we ended up raising three hundred. Yeah, that's awesome. That's amazing. Which is awesome. Yeah, which is great. Um, we ended up doing the walk yesterday, and there was I easily over a thousand people there. Um, oh, awesome! And it, it was it was awesome. And we did a. Uh, they did a bead ceremony beforehand and all the bead colors mean something different. Um, and they had me staying up there to represent the color green, which was, um, uh, um, now I cannot remember what it was. Oh my God. It just blinked anyway. So green was basically, um, like self, uh, I can't remember the, Oh my God, I'm blinking. This is awful. I just went, I just been 24 hours. Oh, you're fired. I know. But, uh, it was, it's basically like, um, like self, self, whatever, like you, we told the story, I wrote a little thing. They had everybody write a thing. It was basically about how, you know, I've attempted and, um, I it was like kind of like survivor, like a survivor story or whatever. So they wrote a little thing about it, you know, how you attempt and, um, everybody got to write their own little thing about what their beads mean. They had like first responders, they had child loss, they had sibling loss, they had, um, they had spousal loss. They had, um, I think a domestic violence survivor. They had all kinds of stuff, right? So everybody had a their own little thing. And it it was honestly, it was awesome. Um, it was, it was kind of nice to see all these people. I mean, it was hard to see, but it was nice to see all these people kind of gather in front of you and they like list, they're like listening to these stories and you can see the reactions on their face. So when we exited the stage, I actually had like two or three people come up and talk to me about it. You know, one person was like, can I give you a hug and had people, you know, I was wearing our shirt. So people were like, can we like, what's on your shirt? Can we talk about like, what's that? So I got to talk about the shirt a little bit and like the podcast. And so then we walked, you know, we were gathered uh, with some friends. We had Chris and his wife was there and mutual friends of ours were there with their newborn and it was it was fun it was it was good and you could see a lot of people um healing in a way because everybody sure. kind of walked together and you kind of met new friends you kind of met new people and everybody kind of talked and you could if you listened you could hear people telling their stories um and it was those walks that that we do every year we try to do one a year um those walks, I, I think it does so much for like a community itself, but it does so much for sure. you individually because you realize that you're not the only person going through something. You know, there could be somebody out there that was thinking about, you know, um, committing suicide and they chose not to because they see all these people standing up there and like, oh, shit, like, 
these people go through the same stuff I'm going through. Or there's somebody out there that maybe they lost a child or a sibling or a spouse. And, you know, now they know that there's people out there and there's a community out there that they can, they can revert back to and talk to. Absolutely. And I mean, and, and thank you for doing that with the, you know, uh, with, with the podcast. Um, thank you for doing that. Just period. That's awesome. Um, I actually found out a couple weeks ago that they were doing one here too. Next year, I'm probably, I might, we, we, we might do end up being, you know, on the podcast on the West coast and on the East, uh, doing, doing the, doing the walk. Uh, they have one here in Seattle. That's, I mean, everybody here, everybody that listens knows I, I live in Western Washington. So, um, if we had planned it better, because I didn't even think about it to be honest. So if we planned it better, we could have went live and did something. We could have absolutely. You know, people were like, "You guys should have got a, a tent. Like you should have done a vendor's tent." And I'm like, I didn't even think about that. Like we could have no. written on that and done awareness. We could have done. We I we had the I had the opportunity to do a lot with that, and we didn't do anything. <laughs> but again, I wasn't thinking about it at the time. Yeah, and, I wasn't and, thinking about it. And and just let's be clear. Yeah, we're we've we've kind of fell a little bit recently just because we're not recording as often, which we need to step that back up. But um, we are, remember we are still rookies. I mean, we, do, <laughs> we don't, we do this, um, we do this out of, out of passion mm-hmm. and out of heart. Um, and, you know, we don't really think of us as, you know, vendors. I mean, yeah, we just did the, the, the panel Q and a, which was amazing. That was um, awesome. Yeah. Uh, we just did that and stuff like that. But even that it's still, uh, we're still pretty new, pretty beginning. Um, I'm yeah. sure there's some things we could do better, and there's there's some things that we do well. And we don't do this for fame or glory or money. We do this because we love it. And we want to raise awareness, and especially to men's mental health. So, mm-hmm. to those of you that that, that went out and supported um, Dan um, and and Men in Your Life podcast on this walk, thank you very much. It does mean a lot to to us, and we're going to be here. We're going to be. I think we're going to be doing more fundraisers and more um, activities that, that people will be able to participate in. Even if we do it virtual, you know, like if we, oh, absolutely. If we end up doing the walk, we, I know, like I said, you do the walk, we could go live and just virtually walk, you know, we could, yeah. you know, do the same thing. We did it uh, last year because of COVID, they didn't have the in-person walk. So we went to the high school and walked, you know, three miles. I remember around. that. Yeah. yeah. So we did that. And that was something that, you know, my wife really, really wanted to do. And it's important to her because she walks too. And she walks in, in honor of everybody. And she walks in honor of one of her friends. And, um, you know, it's important for her. It's important for us. And I think it was really important too uh, with my daughter because it's something that she's going to be growing up around. Because, and there's no way to hide yeah. that. You know what I mean? There's no way that we can hide that. And I'm not trying to. And you, you know, shouldn't. No, and we're not trying to subject her into things, you know, at a young (laughs) age, right? But as she grows up and we keep doing it, she's going to understand what's happening, what's going on. And I'm hoping that if people start doing this stuff with their kids, you, those kids will grow up and see that they have resources at an early age and that, you know, if they, if they are having some problems with something, they know that there's a place they could go to talk to people that they know how to open up. They know that yeah. again, they have resources for stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm there's, there's a part of me that makes if my kids will ever look at these, cause we're still, we're, you're still posting the video too, aren't you? Or no? Yeah. 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 So, it gets posted on I Spotify. Mean, I, I almost, you know, I almost wonder if my kids will ever look back on these and be like, Oh, um, the, the old man, you know, 
knew a thing or two. It's, oh, the old man actually knows uh, some shit. <laughs> so, but no, and, and yeah, that's, I mean, of course, that's the selfish part of me. I would, I would love for, you know, people to be able to, um, and, and go back to our, our recordings and go back to, to listening to us and be like, ah, they did, they did a couple of things, right. That's really all I want, all I, all yeah. I want out of this. Yeah. I, you know, we, if we can, as we've always said, we, we stand firm to this, you know, if we could help one, we've done our job. Yep. And even if and we don't have any time, all the hours. Well, yeah, exactly. But you know, all the time, all the hours that we put in, the effort that we put in, you know, it's it's also going to be, yeah. you know, it'll be worth it. Um, and I, it'll and you you brought it up that we kind of slacked a little bit. Like I don't, yeah, I'm not, I don't get on Instagram anymore. I just I'm not good at that stuff, so it's hard for me to like. I make very noobish videos when it comes to stuff like that. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like some of these people have like, per, like professional oh, productions I'm and I'm like, I don't know how to do that stuff. But I did, I recently, I did on back on, I got back on TikTok and posted a few videos like back to back. And I, I stopped doing it for a while because it seemed yeah, like, I saw one of them. it seemed like that anytime you would try to do something like that, it would get buried. Like it would get buried oh, by the algorithms yeah. and it gets buried yeah. by social media, it gets buried by people. So I quit doing it for a little while. Not, not because I didn't want to do it. It's because I wanted to, I wanted to wait and see what happens. So I did it again and I posted two videos and I did one that was basically that stated, um, it was, Oh, it, it, I said, uh, you are basically one fuck up away from a casket. So if you need to talk to somebody, talk to somebody, because yeah. we would rather listen to you than go to your fucking funeral, right? And then I posted another one where it was it said, uh, you know, people get upset when when you won't talk to them about what's going on in your head. But how are you supposed to explain what's going on in your head when you don't understand it? And both of That's those true. videos, both of those videos got a lot of response on it. And that was kind of something that I've been <clears throat> thinking about all week because you know we're lucky enough where we can talk to people. And we can talk to select individuals and they'll listen, like truly listen to what we have going on. But even when you have that, sometimes you branch out and you talk to other people that are friends and sometimes they just don't understand. Like they don't, they just kind of blow it off. And it made me think that if somebody had the courage to, to speak out with somebody and that person's response was just nonchalant and didn't really care that's going to feel like shit to that person. It's not oh, going to make them ever want to open up again. Well, it's going to be harder for them to open up. And that's, you know, there's definitely that factor, you know, that's, that's, you know, that that's a meme kind of in and of itself is, you know, it's don't, don't go out of your way to treat somebody like shit. You don't know what that person's days is, is he's, they're going through. Um, mm -hmm. And no, that's, I mean, it's a very true statement. It, 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 it really is. I, I, I got nothing else for it. But it's hard because even now when you talk to people, if like you went to go talk to another friend of yours and they kind of blew you off, you would feel a certain way about it. And you kind of be like, oh, absolutely. Like, damn, man. Like, I don't really want to talk to you about this stuff anymore. And I feel mm -hmm. like I feel like as men, that happens a lot. And well, when you look at the trained. when you right. And when you look at these videos and you see the comments, right, regarding like stuff about men's mental health. And you look at these comments and the video could be very general. It could be something like, 
um, like men, why do you do X, Y, and Z when you're hurting? Why don't you go ask for help? And you read these comments. It's, I tried to talk to them. I tried to talk to them for a year and they didn't want to listen. I opened up one time and I cried and I got called weak. I, you know, was uh, dating somebody for over six months to find out that they were dating somebody else behind my back and to find out the reason why is because I didn't make enough money or, you know, it's this, they, they list all these things, whether it's, you have to be a certain height, you have to make a certain amount of money, you have to yeah. have a certain job, you have to have a certain car, you can't have a, an apartment, you have to have a house, you can't have kids, you have to do this and this and this and this. And it's like, holy fucking double standard, Batman. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? Why is there, <laughs> why is there such a high... Well, unrealistic expectation when it comes to that stuff. And then you want to ask yourself why men are picking themselves off left and right every day. Well, yeah. And, and honestly, it's, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because that's, um, I, I, I wanted to say I saw a commercial the other day, kind of like that. No, it was a meme. It was, you know, stop body shaming men because they have to be so tall to, for you to date them. And that's, you know, it, it's, or it's something like that. It's, it's a form of body shaming when you, when you have a height limit, which, you know, standards are one thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Please women out there have standards, set the bar and set the bar high. But when, when you have a three and a half page list of, of check marks that you have to be check marked off men. Yeah. We, we have our standards as well. Uh, we have our expectations. I mean, not to be that guy, but you know, we're kind of shallow. A lot of it's physical at first. But we but, have, um, we have, <laughs> we have. A, let's hold on. But we have. Everybody's allowed to have a type. Like you're allowed yes. to, and you're allowed to. That's be what kind of I was trying to, to be attracted to. Transition into that. Thank you. But let me tell you what your fucking yearly salary doesn't determine whether no. I think I find you worthy or not as a person. I don't give a shit what you make. I don't care about what how you are as a person. Right. So when you sit there and somebody says, oh, they have to have a six pack ad for me to date them. Why is it? But, see, but here's the thing, though. Why is it OK? Why is it OK for them to say that? But if a man turns around and says that even as men will see something like that and go, oh, absolutely. And go, right. We'll go, dude, you're being a fucking douchebag. Oh, yeah, but absolutely. then, but then women will say that and we're fucking dumb enough to try to live up to the expectations of that. How often do you see guys when they get broken up with, they go to the gym immediately and they work all that rage out, right? They get all that the fucking revenge body, right? And they're like, fuck yeah. yeah. And guess what? Nine out of 10 times, the people still don't give a fuck about you. That's the, that's the hard part. Cause we're trying to live up to everybody else's expectations. And then the people like the people that didn't care suddenly do care and then you don't care like you why like you didn't want me then why do you want me now like, oh, yeah. i don't care about that we're too we're dumb enough to fall for those tricks we are i mean absolutely and you but know is it really our fault is it our fault if you grew up if is it is it our fault if you grew think up it's... if you grew up wanting love your whole life and you never got it or if you got used your, throughout your whole life and, and all of a sudden you want somebody to be loyal like is it our fault for trying to do that no, it's not our fault for trying to do that. I think it's society's fault. I don't think it's any. I don't think it's it's either party's fault either. I don't blame women for it. They have, you know, they have their standards, but they're also taught this. Too. Right there, you look go. at um, you look at what was the the one of the. Uh, I'm probably dating myself because I think this was a while ago. Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay, I'll never. I will never. Now, bear with me. Stay with me here. So, Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> 
I don't okay. know much about it. I've never. I, I'm a big reader. I've never books. Um, I've never seen the movies. I know the very basis of it. I'm sure there's more deeper meaning. And yes, I am throwing air quotes up for that. I'm sure there is some sort of deeper meaning in the, in these in this series. But from what I understand, it was a rich guy that had a, a sex dungeon, and basically. Uh, um, it was the story of one woman into this lifestyle. Yeah. Okay. So we'll it's, go with it's that. The gr- how it's, about this? It's it a is, graphic it is a version. Dog. It's a graphic version of Pretty Woman. Basically. There you go. Um, but no. But I'll, I'll never forget. And it, it really hit me because I'll never forget. It was uh, somebody said uh, this was a few decimal points of a salary away from a Criminal Minds episode. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> and oh it's true it's true yeah but but no it's but, but that's the whole thing women are trained that, that way you know this big salary this big house this you know this i mean i feel like popular culture has had a lot to do with it social media has yeah. had a lot to do with it yeah. that you know these these jet set high-end executives that you know make six seven figures a year that you know that that number one everybody's is led to believe they're happy which i think is hilarious um number two that's the life that women you know are taught oh that's the ultimate you know get it i remember what it's it's been stories since you were a kid of you know the the lost princess or the lost prince or whatever Uh, We have these fantasies in our head that, you know, eventually, if you get too deep into them, you try to transpose them in real life and and you can't. They don't exist. I am, um, I've, I've known people that were just physically gorgeous, internally miserable. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's just that like, there's no, we're taught that there's, that that this is a band-aid, you know, the, the money the physical you know the physical desirableness the you know all these things this is this is a a quick fix for you know um for everything honestly and that's women and men alike but women are trained that way just like men are trained to to like um big breasts and a fat ass i mean it's you don't Seriously, it's uh, it's true. I mean, we we all have these uh, yeah. stereotypes that we, we yeah. all have these stereotypes that we've been fed our entire lives. So, I think that's part of you know the fact that we've been able to shine a light on the stigma of men's mental health is because these stereotypes are actually being known. Yeah, and by and, and by honest. now, I mean the last twenty years. I mean, it's not like it's been a short amount of time, but for the last twenty years, these stereotypes have been noted and have been called out. Right. And you bring up social media a lot when it comes to this stuff. I do. And, yes. and I'm, I'm, and I agree with you hundred percent. I agree with you. So, cause you'll see like the new trend and I call it a trend because it is every year. There's always something new. That's, that's like the at new least, trending, at least once. the new trending videos or whatever on Instagram and Facebook and yeah. TikTok, shit like that. So like the new thing is the blue collar lifestyle. If any of these motherfuckers who are out there going, Oh, I love <laughs> Wait, my what? blue collar. I love my blue collar man. Listen, 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 Karen. If you actually understood what that lifestyle was, you wouldn't love it because that shit is a hard lifestyle to live. Your guy is never people, home. For both parties. Right. Your man yeah. is never home. Your man's <clears throat> working all the fucking time, right? Because mm-hmm. 
all he wants to do is provide. So then you get to stay at home all day. Maybe you get to stay home all day. Maybe you work. Maybe, yeah. Maybe you don't. Right. Sure. But then you're going to complain about him working all the time. But he's got to work all the time to be able to afford what you guys need as a life. And that's what his job is. Right. So you see these videos where it's like, I love my blue collar man and da, 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 and this and that. And everyone's like, wait, time out. Listen, no, because you damn well know that when he comes home at five o'clock at night or seven o'clock at night or nine o'clock at night, he don't want to do shit. And you're lucky no. if he even speaks to you. So the fact that his first move is to go towards his kid, give you a kiss and go to go to his kid and spend time with his kid. Don't ask him to do nothing. Don't ask him to go take trash. Don't ask him to do nothing. Give him a moment to relax well, yeah. for a second because at that time the thing that's the priority was you first and then your child it was nothing else it was nothing else about the house it was nothing else about life there's nothing else no. it was just taking in that moment to be with his family right but what you'll see is the flip side of that is you'll see the the people compl- you'll see people complain about that where you work too much you're never present in your child's life you do oh, this yeah. you do that so then what do you think that does to a man's mental state they don't these know what to men, do. No, these are the men that uh, end up going to you know the the same dive bar every day after work, and, yep. and having a few beers, and then coming home, and yep. then you know they'll probably give their wife a peck on the cheek and 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 look in on their kid asleep because they they had to prepare themselves to come home. I'm not saying yep. it's either person's fault either because it's his fault for right choosing choosing that as 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 the the remedy and it's you know and it's her fault for you know not creating a world of peace in 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 the house and that's and i know i'm sure i'll get some backlash for that but i mean if you're if you are a stay-at-home mom that's i do believe that that is part of part of it uh, is you know don't don't add to the chaos that i've just dealt with all day right Try to like, add to my peace, and and we, I don't expect there. I don't expect there to be you know one hundred percent harmony in my. There is never one hundred percent harmony no, in my isn't. house. There is, but but I think you really, I think you really hit the nail on the head. Truly, these blue collar guys, and you know, I, I guess technically now I'm middle management, but I ju- I got off a truck on Friday. Okay, I I still go out and I still do these things and I still work my ass off, um, but. I think you hit the nail on the head. These blue, these truly blue collar guys, all they want is that moment, right? That and that moment after work that they can give their wife a kiss, or even just give their give their dog a scruff, or yeah. whatever. It doesn't have to be somebody married that they, that is doing this. Blue collar oh, lifestyle is not. No, and it, it happens even when you're not married. Like how often? Like okay, so before I started working with you, my whole life has been this, right? So I did, yeah. I did, I worked on a farm. I did construction. I worked in oil for six years. I worked in the asphalt plant, which damn near almost killed me. I I I've worked this lifestyle, right? And there's a reason why none of my relationships ever worked out during that time period because it was get up at three o'clock. It was in the a factor. It was get up at three o'clock in the morning and work until about seven thirty, eight o'clock at night. And there's no time you try to make time for other people, but you don't have enough time to make time for everybody. Right. And it gets frustrating. So when you don't, if you're not surrounding yourself with peace, with people that can bring peace to your world, it's not going to work out. 
No. And that's the hard part for those for guys in that it line is. of work. Now it's not, and, and it that goes for people that do first responding work. That people oh, that work at hospitals, yeah. you know, because yeah. that is that's a hard, that's a demanding, that's a demanding job, that's a demanding lifestyle, and it takes a special person to be able to to endure that, right? And I'm lucky where, you know, my wife has always been accepted of that, right? She may not it like it, she maybe didn't like the fact that I had to, you know. Go in super she didn't early. Like the and fact work that, super you, late. that you had that you went into a job that almost killed you. Yeah, no. I, yeah, I, I mean, no. I don't think anybody yeah, would like that. Yeah, but no, even no. like working working at the oil plant, you know, it was the same thing, right? Now she she didn't like it because she just wanted me to be home. She didn't. Yes. She wasn't using it as a you're never home and you never spend time with us and da 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 da. It was I just want you to be home, you know. And yeah. that's a lot different. And I think sometimes we, especially as men, can misinterpret that where it's they're not really frustrated at us they're they just wanted us they just want us to be home you know but they're frustrated at us they're they're frustrated at the situation right and i feel like i feel like the flip side of that too is you know women if if you got any women out there listening if you're dating anybody in these in these work fields understand that when we're on our way home, we're trying to process the 900 things that happened at work, process the 900 things we have to do at home and process how we continue to stay relevant in our relationships and in our family's yes. life at the same time. Like there's a lot going on and, and sometimes we will drop the ball somewhere, but it's not on not purpose. Sometimes. Not sometimes. It's, we drop the ball all the time. We do. Fair enough. Fair enough. But it's not on purpose. You know, no. we're not, we don't intentionally forget to do something. We, we, we just, we may forget because we have other things going on, you know, like uh, I'll get yelled at about not yelled at, but I'll get about taking the trash and the recycling out. You know, I got it. I'll get it. But yeah. right now I'm going to go spend time with my daughter, you know, and, yeah. and, and it's like, it's a little bit of give and take, but back to this trend thing, you see these trends. And like, one of the other things that I see pop up is these women are like, Oh, if, if my man doesn't post me to this, I'm single tonight. When the fuck did that ever become a standard? Like who, what one, first off relationships uh, aren't on social media. Relationships are in the reality yeah. of life. Yes. So fuck all that shit to begin with. Um, and two, why the fuck does it matter if people are posting you on social media or not? Who cares? The relationship is not for them. The relationship is for you. You, I, uh, I get, sure. I get. It's nice to show off, right? But if you're upset because somebody won't dedicate a song to you, that's you're in the yeah. relationship for the wrong reason. You're yes. with him for the wrong reason. And, or you know, or her, or her. Sorry, yeah. or her. I mean, no, honestly, because we're. I, I don't think. Um, again, I might gain some blowback for this, but I don't think men are as. We're guilty of, of doing the same thing, but I don't think we're as guilty of doing the same thing, you know, because we we also have to understand that women have, have been taught for a very long time that, you know, men need to prove how much they love them. Um, they learn these things. They, they do. Um, and, and some of them are, you know, in positive ways. Some of them are in negative ways. But, you know, it's up to you to discern what, which one one from the other. But you... you the, these blue collar fields that you're talking about. I mean, I was, uh, as I said, I was a chef. I've, I've, you know, driven truck. I've done all these things. Um, a shout out. I'd, I'd like to give shout out to the women that truly are in those relationships, and or the men that are truly in the. I, I work with women too. I mean, you know, or the men that are in these relationships with the women that are doing the blue collar work. I mean, 
it takes a special person to really understand that. It really does. But um, have you noticed, have you noticed too, that with those relationships in those fields, you know, where, you know, maybe you work on a dock or a warehouse, you work in an oil field, you're a trucker, you're doing first response, stuff like that, right? Sure. Have you noticed that with, in, with line of work, and you come and you look at somebody's relationship like that. The people that make those work are the ones that communicate well. Oh yeah. Or they, you know, and it may not be right away. Like you know, you might get into an argument, but you eventually communicate what's going on. And those are seem to be the strongest relationships out of sure. all of them that you see. And I think that goes to show because people are communicating what the fuck is going on, what you have a problem with, what do you have an issue with going on? This is bothering me. This doesn't bother me. I didn't like that you did. You know, you're communicating the issues at hand within your relationship or what's going on in your life. And when you can reciprocate the communication, you're not only helping heal yourself, you're healing one another. You're also mending whatever needs to be mended in your relationship and you're building stronger foundations. Because those building blocks never stop oh, yeah. being built. No. No, I mean, I still have problems in my relationship, just like you have problems in your relationship. I we mean, all do. It's, it's going to happen. But, yeah, you're right. I, I, and, you know, is there's a reason that it's cliche, all right, that the communication is key uh, because it is. Um, but it's not just, you know, communication. It's effective communication. And it's not just, hey, this this is what bothers me. But, hey, this is what you do that I really like. People, people have a tendency to really focus on – the negative, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, I, I, I don't know why, you know, my, my man doesn't talk to me very often. I communicate with him all the time. Well, well, how do you communicate with him? Tell me what you're, tell me the last 10 things you've said to him. Right. And when, when they say, well, you know, he, he wasn't really, you know, helping out around the house. So I just, I had to, you know, just remind him a little bit that, you know, I need some help with the trash and, and I, and if you could, you know, help me out with the dishes, everything. Okay. Well, what about the time before that? Well, I mean, I needed gas in my car and, you know, and I know he, he's not a huge fan of, of, you know, me pumping my own gas. I mean, it, so it's all things that, you know, they're asking for, or it's things that they don't like. Don't let's not forget, you know, there's a reason you're with these people. <laughs> I, yeah. There I mean, is. And, and honestly, and, I'm kind of glad you brought this up because the, the couple of weeks ago, like I said, that I was I was going through that 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 funk. I really took 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 kind of a nosedive mentally. Um, it was I can't count how many times I came home and something minor that my wife did just irritated the piss out of me. But I recognized it, and I didn't comment on it, and I didn't act on it. So this is thus why I'm still alive today. But. <laughs> But no, it's, but no, I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, let's not, that's part of communication too. It's not just, well, I need to make sure that what I don't like is known that way they know what they need to change. No, that's not how that works. It's, you know what? Yeah, this, this is a mild irritation, but I love it when you do this for me. Thank you so much. Appreciation goes a long way in relationships and, and this is, you know, we we have we we talk about being a men's mental health podcast all the time, and you know this is men's mental health. You know we we men are not graceful in in the in the world of relationships. We're not. Yeah. So, yeah. We, <laughs> it's, yeah. 
we don't we don't just screw up. We screw up big. Now, there to, to all you men out there that are like, yeah, I just screwed up by screwing those four other women. That's not screwing up. That's being yeah. Douchebag. That's a that's a okay. different <laughs> screw, that's a different screw job. That's not yeah uh, exactly. That's how we're talking no, about. But you know, I make mistakes. I say the wrong thing all the damn time. I do, or I, you know, I, I do the wrong, you know, I don't do it quite the right way, you know what I mean? And to me, those are cute. I love the, I love it when she gets a little miffed at me when because you know she's, you know, I, I put this away wrong. It's hilarious. <laughs> to me. Um, I don't laugh in front of her because I, like I said, I want to live. But these things that we have to remind ourselves, remind each other about these communications that we have to, we always show you're also, also we got to show each other the appreciation because those things, those negative things, those, Hey, you do this, this irritates me. You do this, this irritates me. Hey, could you do this less? Because the, you know, for whatever things, those weigh us down. They really do. They're just like, well, then, and at some point you're like, well, then what the hell can I do? And why are you even with me? Right. It's that it's that feeling of like you disappointing people, because oh, the last thing you want to do is disappoint the person you love. Oh, absolutely! And it's not just it's you disappointing somebody; it's you disappointing somebody somebody by being you. Yeah, I mean, it's you you, you yeah. start to wonder, you start to question yourself and who you are. Um, I can tell you, I'm a very very different person than I was ten years ago. I was I'm a very very different, honestly, different person than I was five, six years ago. Five years ago, I was you know with the wife so i think almost five years ago so i'm i'm not that different but but no it's i feel like that has a lot to do with our mentalities uh, our mental state you know those people that that mean that much to us because a lot of i and i hear people say this you know oh the only person that can control your mental state is you um bullshit I don't. I don't believe. I tell you what. If I could fucking control my mental state that easily, I'd be happy all the fucking time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) We wouldn't be doing this right now. No, no, we wouldn't have to. (laughs) It would look a lot like um, what's that movie with with with, uh, ah Wesley Snipes and Demolition Man. Yeah. Be well. It's. I mean, it's. (laughs) Be well. Violation. Violation, uh, yeah, uh, you know exactly. That's they full that's the name thing, everybody. Dude. Oh, exactly. No, oh, yeah, let's not. But, <laughs> but no, it would be a, it, we we have to remind we have to keep keep in mind that regardless of whether or not you think your mood or your attitude or your reactions has any effect on the people around you, it does. Whether yeah. you believe it or not. The fact of the matter is, it does. Oh, I don't care. It's not. It's none of their business. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, it can. I don't know. You know, it's like you ever, you ever, you ever been put in. A, and I'm not talking about this is like me recently, but you ever been in a situation where you go to like try to talk about something that you're really excited about and the person you're talking to couldn't care any less. And you're just like, um, okay. Like I'm not, it's kind of, it's kind of like that when you feel like you, when you've dropped the ball on something where it's that same feeling like in your stomach where you're just like, I was really excited to tell you about X, Y, and Z. And you know, they're like looking at their phone like, Oh, okay. Like, or they're like, I could really not care 
about what you're talking about. Like, I don't care about any of this stuff. And you're just like, I, think, oh. I feel like now, especially with the, with the uh, age of technology that we're in right now, that that happens to everybody. I, I'll admit I got on, I got on my wife last night because we were watching the Halloween movie. And to be fair, yeah, it's not good. It's awful. It is so, it's just trash. Waste of time. Yeah. I mean, people should still see it, but I mean, make your own judgment of it, but uh, we hated it. But I got on her a little bit yesterday because she started, she was on her phone and she was looking, (laughs) swiping through her phone. And I was like, hey, like we're watching a movie. Can you not? And she's like, this movie sucks. And I was like, I understand that this movie sucks. I agree with you, but either we can turn the movie off and watch something else or let's finish the movie. Cause I was like, it's not really about watching the movie. It's about just spending time that we'd never get to have because we recently are able to sleep through the night now. So she was like, okay. And she put her phone down and I'm like, and then like those little things is what matters to people. Like it matters to us, you know, it matters to guys. We, it matters to us. Like we act like that. We don't need all that shit. We do do. need all that shit. And then some, Mm -hmm. Because it's the only thing yeah. that keeps us fucking sane. It tells us that we're doing good job. You're a yeah. good boy. I mean, honestly, as cheesy and as as just shitty as that as that sounds, just on its face. I mean, pat us on our ass and tell us we're a good boy every now and then. I mean, yeah. that's that's <laughs> like wanting, that's like trying to get like a like an attaboy from your dad, right? It's like oh. you wait your whole fucking life. You could be 50 and never get that. And the minute you get it, like 51, like, ah, boy, you're like, yes. Yeah. yeah. Finally. <laughs> but it well, just goes yeah, to show. It just goes to show that, like, you're right. Like, we need to appreciate. We need to be able to appreciate when people do good. We need to be able to communicate when something bothers us. And I think that goes both ways. But sure. One of the things I think that is killing, that is killing people, whether it's men and women, are the, you know, the unfair expectations when it comes to sometimes when it comes to like gender role stuff. You know, I've seen people where I've seen people where it's like um, videos where a guy will come home from work and go hang out with his kid. Right. And the first comment will be what? No food on the table. No dinner made. Time out. Timmy, you have hands and feet. You can make your own fucking food. All right. First off, women do that shit because they want to, not because they're expected to do it. If my wife didn't cook dinner for a whole week, I wouldn't care. I can make food myself. I can make food for us. Right now you can have that conversation of like, Hey, can you help out a little bit? But guess what? If they're home all day with your kid and the house is clean, they got a lot more shit going on than we did. So maybe don't like, be a dick about it, right? But it's the same way where I think that's the key right there. Don't be it's the same dick. thing, right? But it's like, and I, I joke with my wife about this all the time because she, so she'll be like, I need an oil change in my car, and I'll be like, okay. And she goes, It's she goes, or, or she'll say something, and I'll be like, uh, she's like, oh, well, that's the man's job. And I'm like, hold on, time out. What did you do before you met me? And she goes, I changed my oil. And I'm like, okay, so you were capable of changing your oil. You would just like me to do it for you. And she goes, like, go away. And I'm like, listen, I'm going to change your oil for you because I am your husband. And I feel like that's something that I should do. 
but I just wanted to hear you say that you are actually capable of being <laughs> able to do it yourself, right? And she'll do the same then, thing to me, but it's, and, it's and stuff like and that. And then you, you know? went, then you went through the door right before she threw something at your face. <laughs> right before the 12 gauge shot off. But it, it's, exactly. it's stuff like that. And I saw this, I saw this video where a guy and a host got in an argument about the gender roles. Cause a guy was like, well, what do you feel about gender roles? Like, what is your wife's role uh, at home? And he's like, well, what are you talking about? And he goes, well, what's her role? And he goes, I don't, I'm not following. He's like roles. What are your relationship roles? And he goes, we don't have roles. He was like, I go to work. She stay home. She stays home with the kid. You know, I, or it'll be something. And then I'll come home and it'll be like, well, no, what it'll say is like, if I go to, I'm going to work, she's a stay at home mom. All right. I don't expect her to, I don't have any expectations for her at home. You know, I have a good enough job where she's a children to, be alive to, to be alive that's basically it right <laughs> so he's like he's like when i come home if there's laundry that needs to be done i will do the laundry yes. if there's something else that needs to be done Speaking of which i have to do so but you know she it's like she will do x y and z i will do x y and z and the guy's like well he's she's home all day and he goes she's home all day with four kids oh god i'm at work he's like i sit at a desk all day for for 10 hours and get paid really good money for her to stay home and then yes. it was like, and it works out that way for us. Yeah. That doesn't mean that my job ends when I come home. He was like, I still have duties that I need to do as a father. Yes. Like, he's like, it's and my I, home. T-. He's like, yes. so he's like, it's my home too. It's not just her home. And I'm like, I'm not there babysitting my child. I am still that child's parent. Like, we're yes. not, it's, you know, it's not, oh, I'm going to, I see these things where people are like, oh, I'm giving, giving uh, uh, my wife a break. I'm taking the kid out for the day. Giving my a break from break. what yeah. though? Like I get you're taking, you're giving her a break. You're giving her a break from what being a mom. Okay. That's great. But it's not a break. It's you're hanging out with your kid. Yeah. So you can yeah. be like, I, hey, you know, we're going to go hang out for the day and give you some peace. Right. Like you let you, you know, just take a shower, do whatever Usually, you need to do. Like, do you want to come? Not- you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. Like it's the same thing. She'll always be like, do you want to go? Or she'll be like, can you please come to Walmart with me today? Yeah. Cool. And I'll sit yeah. in the back and ride with the child. But it's like, and I think a lot of that shit right there is people see this cookie cutter lifestyle, you, these cookie cutter you things. About, you're talking about in the cart, you sit with the child? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I, I don't think. I don't Sorry. Think my wife, it went through my head. I had to say. I don't think my wife could push the cart if I sat in there. No, I don't think I could push the cart. And I would get some very dirty oh, looks if I was put. You act like I didn't hear that. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> But I think what happens Go is ahead, people sorry. see these <laughs> people see these like cookie cutter lives on on these movies and all these like uh, pre planned Facebook posts stuff like that right social media social media they see these cookie cutter this cookie cutter bullshit and they get drawn into it and the minute something fucking goes haywire everybody gives up and I'm like but this is what you're seeing on TV is not life. You're no. just seeing somebody's fantasy and written out. That's why they got paid millions of dollars to do it because they're trying to portray something. We need to stop portraying this, the fake bullshit and show what life really is like. Like, let's show life what it's like if you are married to a fucking nurse, right? If you're a man married to a nurse, you think her job is easy? Fuck no. How many people no. do you think you have that hit on her every night who try to, you know, make sexual passes at her? Who, how about, how about the fact that maybe she just saw somebody poop on her? I mean, yeah. Pee, poop. What if, what if, what about the fact that maybe she just witnessed somebody die tonight? Yeah. You know, 
but they never want to talk about that, which is hard to talk about. I'm sure. What about that? Like, let's show the real life aspect of what's going on. If you, yeah. if somebody did a movie, a real life movie about what goes on in a man's head, dealing with depression and mental health, do you think anybody would go see that movie? Or do you think no. people would, people would probably run out crying? No, people wouldn't even go see it. Probably not. I don't. I mean, that, because, and, and forgive me for saying that, but I, I don't mean to, and I don't mean to be negative about it, but people go to the movies to be, to, to be told a story, not to live life. I'm being devils for the record. I'd be, I mean, you, 20 minutes ago, you heard me say pretty much the same thing you just did. I'm just being devil's advocate here. I mean, what do you say to, I mean, how do you, how do you look at people? You know, if you wouldn't go see that, then. What's the matter with, with, with that story? Well, that story is too close to real life. And I think that's what it is. I think that's the big thing is that I think when, when life starts to get too real, the young, when it becomes uncomfortable, people don't know how to act to that. No. You know, and I, I made a, a post on Facebook the other day, kind of bashing people for hating on Tyler Childers because he quit doing drugs and he quit drinking and he put out this like gospel album, right? Well, he admitted that oh, he quit okay. drinking and quit doing drugs for his family. And it was fucking his life up. So people were hating him on it because, you know, oh, he sold out. His music sucks, this and that. So I did. I made this post about who are you really mad at him for cleaning his life up? Or are you mad because he's making you realize some shit deep down inside that you don't want to accept? Right. Exactly. And, and, and I, mean, I, like it, I do remember seeing that post. Right. And I think it's the being uncomfortable is what makes what makes it hard for people. Right. It's not it's not comfortable to be uncomfortable. Like it's it makes life hard. But, it does. you know, I think the complacency of life. Right. Like that shit gets you. You plant that shit in, in being complacent. But if you really want to be uncomfortable, you got to learn how to harvest that. You got to learn how to turn the soil. You got to learn how to, you know, reap what you sow. So if you are happy being complacent, negative, being an asshole, you're going to stay that way your whole life. Yes. If you are afraid of change, then you're not going to, if you're afraid of change, you're never going to be used to being uncomfortable at anything in your life. No. And un being uncomfortable, I mean, being in an uncomfortable situation will tell you the person that you're dealing with. It's true. Um, you don't, nobody reacts to uncomfortable situations the same. Nobody. You want to get to know somebody who is, uh, know somebody for who they are, put them in an uncomfortable situation for them. Um, it's just, I mean, it's just a fact. And yeah, that's probably what happened. I mean, that's what, that's what a lot of the vitriol, I mean, that you can get on, on people that turn their life around like that. And people are like, oh, you sold out. Are you, yeah, you're probably because all of a sudden he, you know, they're not doing, he's not doing the same thing you are. And you're like, oh shit, he's a better person. Or not even he's a better person. It's just, oh shit, he just flipped the mirror around and showed me what. what right. But how often does that also happen? Like around friends, right? Like when you were, when you were going through your uh, problems with drugs, when you decided to get cleaned up, how, first off, when you were turning to drugs, how many people decided like, like you being in my life is not good right now, right? And then what happened when you decided to clean up? How many people were kind of like, mm, like you're lame because you don't want to go get high or you're lame because you don't want to go get drunk. I don't want to be, both, you know, both sides. Yeah. Yeah. Both sides. Yeah. I, I probably lost 
I, I lost a solid 80% of whatever circle was involved, whether it be and the I, drug and side I almost or the guarantee you. Side. And I almost guarantee you that while you were using drugs, you were really upset at those people for not wanting to be around you. But why would they want to be around somebody that's shooting up heroin or something, right? Why it, would they it was, want... It I'm was just, meth. It was meth. Okay, right? sorry, meth. Meth. And but I wasn't anyway, shooting it up. I was smoking it. And, smoking it. But why, okay. why would those people want to have that in their life, right? And you're going to get mad at them for wanting to have that negative aspect in their life. And then when you flip it, and you're clean, right? And these people I was aren't pissed off that these people didn't want to hang out with me anymore. <laughs> and now those people, <laughs> those people that are were doing using drugs with you or drinking and stuff like that, all of a sudden they're pissed off with you because you, they don't you don't want anything to do with them. And it's not that we don't want anything to do with these people. We took it upon ourselves to get help. Yes, it may have been hard to do, but we took it upon yeah. ourselves to get help. You're mad. Because we were able to get that help. And that's not any fault to you because you may have been trying for a long time to get help and it just hasn't worked. So now you're just angry at the world because somebody else got help and you didn't. How all, yeah. that happens all the time. Well, that that falls into the I mean, we've talked about this before, Dan. That category of you know, like I've said before, you know when my life took a turn and actually I've I've become a better person and a happier person is when I decided to stop blaming people is when I when I decided to take accountability for the, for my actions, both good and bad. I decided to not look at parents or my sisters or my brother or, you know, my relationships at the time, my friends, family, anything. And, oh, well, because you didn't do this, I'm in this situation. That was all the damn time. But right. that's, I mean, that's, that's a big part of it is at this point, you know, those people that were you know getting high that are that are pissed off at me for getting clean they decided to take that negative route mm -hmm. and say well i i'm pissed off or rather than look at look at me and say what good for you out. man how did you do it yeah yeah or even or even just or even you know they don't even need to ask me for advice just look at me and say hey i'm glad you got out of it hopefully one of these days i can too it's because because it's i don't know a single heavy heavy drug user that wishes they that is glad they started using right right and it's the same way with an alcoholic yeah right and it's like it's it's the the envy that that ends up fucking killing you right That's if it. you choose to go down into that that hole if you choose the to go into being you know being in the darkness or letting you know letting that shit take your life that's the shit that's going to kill you you know, that's a shit that's going to make you want to put the needle in your arm or get behind the wheel when you're drunk or put a bullet in a, in a gun and put it to your head. Like that's the stuff that's going to make you want to, when you end your life. Right. It's well, not, yeah, that's the stuff that uses you as an instrument. You're not right. using it anymore. Right. And you know, I had, I had a conversation and I'm surprised we've never brought this up and maybe we should one day, but you know, as an example, and I'm probably going to get some bullshit for this, but as an example, I'm going to use this and I'm not making this as a political standpoint. I'm just saying, so I am, I am a gun guy. I love, I like firearms. I go, I shoot, I hunt, I like guns, right? Somebody asked me after my, when my brother died, how do you live in a home with all those firearms? And I said, well, what are you talking about? And they're like, well, he shot himself. I said, yeah, I don't blame the gun. I said that the gun was, the gun was a tool for a means of an end. Like that's all it was and that's all it is. So when you, when you're looking at the bottle and you're looking at a needle and you're looking at 
uh, you know, you're looking at a firearm, that's just a tool. You take away the operator, you remove the tool from the situation. You can't use it anymore, right? You have to. You got to learn how to respect your surroundings, and that's yes. what it was. And that's what it was for me. Was and I'm still like that today. You know, I, I, we still have firearms in our home, and I don't ever look at them like, oh, I have an easy way to shoot myself today. No, that's no. that's not what I look at, right? And it's you can't. I'm not going to blame. If I got somebody working on my roof and he does a bad job, it's not the hammer's fault. It's a guy swinging the hammer that doesn't know what he's doing. Yes. Right. So if I look at somebody who, like my brother, for instance, who shoot who shot himself, I'm not going to blame the gun for doing it. It's it's the person that that decided he couldn't handle anymore and pulled the trigger. Now I'm not blaming him. That's not what I mean. But you become that mindset where you have, when you're in that mindset and you have the grasp to get the tool, it's hard I, to not, it's hard to not walk away from that. Absolutely. And I think, you know, a key word in that, in, in, in that whole paragraph, the, the, in everything you just said was, um, it, it was, it, and I lost my train right? No. You're right there. No, I uh, yeah, no. You're right there. Sorry, it's just yeah. I feel like I caught I'm you off guard a little bit. You did a little bit, honestly. That's that doesn't happen very often, Dan. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. But I and that, yeah. I might get some flack for that, you know. You and might, people want who cares? Really. But it's like people want to um, blame. People want to blame everything else. And I, I'm not yeah. using. And I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm not using the correct word. It may not be blame, but everybody wants to put the focus on something else instead of looking at yourself in the mirror and going, Mm -hmm. "Mm, this is not a good idea. Right. And that's where it got to the point when I started drinking all the time was I had to literally sit there one day, people would ask me like, Hey, do you want to go out tonight? And I go, no, this is, that's not a good idea for me to go out right now. But then I'd get bullshit for it. Right. Or if you're out and you are out at some friend's house and you're having a couple of drinks and they keep edging you on like, Oh, more and more and more. And you're like, no, I'm good. And then they get mad at you and they call you, oh, you're just a bitch. You're a little, you know, you don't want to drip, blah, 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 this and that. I chose not to for a reason. Those are all male friends, by the way. Yeah. 100%. Oh, yes. Ex-military, you know, oh, yeah. just got, got people who have their own set of issues. They yeah. just want somebody to wallow in their pain with them. Exactly. And you don't get out of that hole when you do that. No. No, you don't. Um, I like this. This is a good conversation, dude. I see you're, um, you're I, getting I, relaxed I like there a little bit. I, I am a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this conversation, Dan. I am. Uh, you don't catch me off guard very often, but I, like <laughs> um, I feel like you got something spinning and you just don't know how I, to put I it do. Out I, I haven't, I haven't figured out. I haven't, I haven't gotten it in order to get out there yet. I'm working on it. Working <laughs> it it's, it's going on up here, but I, I don't know. Um, Let's just piece it together. We we talk a lot about you know when when we when we talk about all the times that twenty two a day for veterans. There's you know men men make up what's the percentage like seventy four percent. Men make up seventy percent of all suicides. Of all suicides, exactly. Yeah. I mean, 
I mean, these all these things. And you know what, you and I, and and we both have the habit of doing this, but you know, you and I all have a tendency to start talking about the opposite sex mm-hmm. when that happens because we we do we we've experienced both sides from you know from the wives that we have now that are, I mean, I I wouldn't. You you could try to give me all the money in the world, and I'd give you the finger, and I'd walk away hand in hand with her, and that's the that's just the the damn truth. Um, but we've also been in these relationships that have torn us down and stuff like that. Um, but what we rarely ever discuss, Dan, is the the ways that we as men tear each other down. Mm-hmm. I mean, you said it. I I mean. Uh, the part of the, kind of the beginning of you catching me off guard was really the whole, you know, your friends, the people that probably honestly you needed the most at the time gave up on you. Um, now you, you I don't blame them. The the actually the imagination. I mean, I was in a pretty dark place when I was. Yeah, no. But at the same time, yeah, I probably could have could have used them more than, but. You, I think you said it best with with your last story is, oh, you're you're a little bitch. How many times have I been called that? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, that's that's plenty. And honestly, I can I can tell you that on one hand, how many of those people I still have in my life now. And if you um, call not them necessarily, out, but if you call not, them out on it, then you're wrong. Oh, oh, then I'm wrong. Oh yeah, then then they want to fight or something like that. But I'm supposed to be, sit here and take being called a bitch. Right. I was called. Um, the, the, the F word for, for a homosexual individual. Um, I've been called that numerous times. I've, I, when I was bullied in school, I've, I've mentioned that, you know, numerous times and yeah, I'm 41 years old, but I'm sorry that stuff sticks with you. I'm not saying that it, that it brings me down or bothers me anymore. Um, but you know, I was called that in school, you know, it, it was, you know, little bitch, little pussy. Little, you know, all these, all these different, you know, different, you know, loving pet names that people have for each other. And then there's, you know, and the funny thing is, is, I mean, you and I joke around, but I generally call you Dan and you generally call me Brady. It's not, (laughs) we don't, we we don't, we don't really, you know, we, we talk shit to each other when we're playing hockey, but that's because, you know, you, you can't, you can't get the puck in the net to save your life. But, um, and I can I can let the puck into the net all day long. Fuck yeah, you can. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> but no, the, but no. What I'm getting at is, you know, we, you and I, we rarely ever discuss the, the what we as men put on each other. Um, it's not it, we we have a tendency to lean toward, you know, well, you know, the things that we go through with women are are really trying, and they are. But that's not to take away from the way that we as men treat each other as well, mm-hmm. because we've also been trained. Um, from an early age that, you know, when, when our guy friends start talking about their feelings, you about, you know, the football game coming up. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not something that we've ever been trained to be comfortable speaking about. Yeah. Because how, you, how quick was it? To, oh, I gotta go do some man shit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I gotta, I, I gotta go change the oil. Uh, I'm going to go I, fucking I, I, yeah. strangle this moose by hand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like um, something wild, is, but. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, moose works. Well, right. I, mean, I am from Alaska, but we are. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I feel like, and I've heard this numerous times from women how vicious women can be toward women. I don't think people understand how vicious men can be to other men as well. Yeah, it's like uh, 
you ever, you ever, it's like when you go to work and you got like an older guy that you work with, he will fucking call you every <laughs> name in the book and he will mean it too. Like if he doesn't like you, he will call you every name in the book. And you're like, dude, fuck yes. you, man. Like what the fuck? Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. like I don't, get, but you're right. And it's like, and I don't, I don't blame, I don't blame anybody who dropped contact with me when I was going through, when I was being alcohol and I was a fucking asshole. Right. I don't blame you. That's my fault. Right. That's me. That's on me. Right. So don't get mad at me if I cut my ties off on you, especially if I try to get you help and you decide that you want to be a dick about everything. At some point, I'm washing my hands and I'm walking away. Right. Well, you have to for your own mental. Right. For your own mentals. And I had to, you know, when Taylor and I first started dating, I had to cut some people out. I really did. And it was relationships like that. And I'm like, man, I can't do this. Like, I get you want to you want to act like, you know, we're 23 and boys again and we're going out and doing all this. It doesn't work that way anymore. And it's like you need to get help. I can't be the one to help you. I can try to get you some help, but I can't fix you. And you can't fix me when I got issues of my issues. Right. I don't expect you to. But for you to sit there and and get upset with me for bettering my life what kind of fucking friend are you you know cuz you always talk about we always talk about this brotherhood right and the the good thing about we, and the good thing about having a brotherhood is that you will tell the truth like you will be honest yes. with one another and tell somebody the truth right but there's a big difference when then me going to you and be like, damn, dude, like you really fucked up. Like you should not have done that. Right. Yeah. And then going or, you know, a big difference is that and going, oh, man, you got a promotion. You got all this new money and you got this house and da 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 da. Be like, man, like, fuck you. Like you such a sellout. Like, I don't want anything to do with you now. Like, that's yeah. not that's that's me being jealous. That's me being envious. And it's the mm-hmm. same thing when it comes with people who are struggling with stuff like that, when it with the drugs and the drinking and, and stuff like that, like how often did you catch somebody driving home after drinking and how many times you're like, look, man, this is not a good idea. And at some point they're just going to do it. And you'd be like, you know what? If you wreck your car, it's not on my fucking conscience because I try to get you to stay home. Oh, I mean, I'll go one, I'll go one further and freely admit I've done it. I think I a lot of people. have. I mean, and, I, I I'm not proud of it. I'm not proud of it. Thank God yeah. nothing's ever happened, but but I've done it, and I've done it to the point where honestly, yeah, I mean, I'll I'll sit here until I'm blue in the face and say, "Oh no, I was fine," and I can tell you, looking back, there was more than once that I really should not have gotten behind. Right, me. but how um, often do we get mad at those people for trying to take our keys? Oh, all, all the time, even sober, and it's not their fault. I mean, not any, not anymore. Honestly, right, like, right. I've, I've been to parties where they're like, "Put your keys down," and I'm like, "Cool." Um, but but it's one of those things where not those kind of parties, but it's one of those things where. Mm. Um, where, you know, even when I was sober, when I was younger, nah, fuck you, I'm fine. Excuse my, excuse my language, mom. Sorry, but um, but no, it's it's one of those, you know, screw you. I'm good. I know my limits. I I loved that. I loved that phrase because none of us did. Um, I know my limits. I love I my do. limits. Do you? Because I don't think you actually know your limits. You know, exactly. it's one of those, and it's like mm, yeah. you've been past your limit two and a half hours ago. Like. <laughs> exactly. like I don't know, so, man. But yeah, but men can be vicious too. Men can be vicious toward men. I think that's got to um, be a topic of a whole episode. A whole episode, absolutely. And I feel like, honestly, we might have to put some feelers out there to, I mean, I'd like to maybe maybe do something, do do a, a stitched video or something like that. Like, t- tell me what's one of the worst things one of your best male friends has said to you as a man. 
and and how and how did you deal with it? Like me, I've you know I've I've turned to violence more than once in my life. Um, I, I had one of my bosses up off up off the ground, which I mean, that's like eight small. feet in the air. Funny, uh, but, but no, I had him up off the ground because you know he he called me you know the f word, and I uh, didn't appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, I mean, I, honestly, who really would? But was it with but, you? But was it the? But but was that the right reaction? No, mm, maybe. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. But that's I how mean, vicious I, men can be too. I mean, right. we we will continue to poke until we find a soft spot. That is basically how we go. I mean, it's on, and it's on, we talk a lot of schmack. I have numerous times, probably recently. I, we talk a lot of shit about how vicious women can be toward each other. Men can be just as vicious. Right. Absolutely. 100%. And, you know, sometimes we get put in situations with our friends where, uh, you know, maybe somebody's had way too much to drink and they just started mouthing off. Right. Maybe you're at, mm-hmm. at a party or a bar or something like that. And they're just mouthing. Off. I mean, just being an asshole. What choice do you have at that point? You know, the one choice is you can either let him get his ass kicked by somebody else, or you can just be the one that does it and shut him up. And I've been in that situation. And I've been in that situation I've, no, before. That's... I've been in that situation where, you know, I had a, a really good friend of mine who had a drinking problem, and we got into an altercation, and we stopped talking for a little while. You know, he apologized. He's like, "Look, man, if I ever do something like that again," I said, "There's not going to be." another time if you do that again because if you actually come at me like that again that's it like we're fucking done and then that situation happened where it caused me to get violent with him knock him out and i you know everybody was like whoa what the fuck i'm like you guys don't fucking understand and i walked off and we talked about it a couple days later and i said i fucking warned you i said that if you get to this level again i said this is what's going to happen and you know what there was no blame at all he was like i don't blame you at all for doing what you did well, that's those are different stages that people are in, though. Too. I mean, there's there's so many different factors involved with with all of these situations, all the scenarios you and I have been through. I would react differently than than you right. in some right. of the scenarios you've you've done. You'd react differently than me because we're two very different people. But I mean, that- honestly, at, at 41 years old, I look back at some of the things I've done, some of the ways I've reacted, yeah. different things, and I'm like, Ugh, now I definitely wouldn't. wouldn't but you know what? You will you will act differently. You or react differently to somebody who is a really good friend of yours as compared to somebody that maybe you barely know. You know? Absolutely. Like I mean, if I you and I got into his first name because it's pretty. I mean, it's a common first name, but James. I mean, yeah. He he and I have have come close more than yeah. once. And it, to, like to if you and I got it. Oh, you! I just knocked you out. You got that's a long reach down, sir. That is a long reach down. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if you and I got into something, you and I would handle it a lot differently than if I got into it with somebody like somebody like Matt, for instance. Sure. You know, because like I've known Matt for years, but there's a lot of things that Matt doesn't know about me that you know about me. Mm -hmm. So you and I would would probably get a little heated about some stuff. 
Sure. If whatever the situation may be, maybe not, whatever the situation may be, right? But we will handle it differently. And we will say things to each other differently than we would to somebody else. Just like you and, and, you know, James or whatever, you would say things differently to him than you would to me or to whoever else. And I think that's what makes it really, really hard is when you are so close with somebody, you have that bond. And then something like that happens where it's like, that's it. I just can't, I cannot do it anymore. Um, I mean, I could sit here and talk for days, but I think this is days? probably a good time to wrap things I up. I need to get a snack first. <clears throat> well, yeah. I'm, well, I, I you snack. and I could, you and I could both, you know, miss a couple of meals. But what? I don't know, man. I need some more meals. I'm just kidding. Well, I'm I'm right there with you. I want more food. I, just, I always want food. What are you? Uh, yeah. What are you doing for the rest of the day? Um, I got some yard work to do, and the game is on in about an hour, uh, hour, two hours. Um, Who are you all playing? Game's on, and uh, we're playing. Somebody's probably going to kick our ass. Uh, Arizona, we're playing Arizona. Oh, yeah, that might not be. <laughs> well, I don't know. Arizona here. So, have you seen the uh, the stat where when Call of Duty releases and it's a double XP weekend, Kyler Murray loses those games because he's too busy playing Call of Duty and not prepping for the game. But yeah, that's an actual no. thing. That is no. a real thing. That, <laughs> that is, is a real not, thing. No, I got to look is. that up. I'm I telling you, it really up. is. It really is. Did, that's why they, they had to put it in his contract. Did Call release this weekend? Uh, there's the like a double no, XP then, weekend. Oh, there might be. Because I yeah. think the the new one releases in, in like, like next week, week or something. Yeah. And I've, and I've totally thought about getting it. I never will, but I've totally thought about it. Well, hell let I'm, loose. That's what. Yes. Yes. I'm so addicted to that game, dude. I we're gonna have, have to start doing like game reviews at the end. Oh, of that this. would be amazing. We got to do like 20 minutes of just game review, 10 minutes of like a game reviews, like <laughs> oh, just, just movies, games, minutes? food. I mean, we could go on for a long time. <laughs> movies, games, food. Just do a quick review of something. No, man, I feel like okay, hell let loose. I okay. feel like I'm having flashbacks and PTSD from being in World War II and I wasn't even born then. You weren't even a thought then, dude. No, I wasn't even a glimmer in my father's eye. (laughs) Your father Uh, wasn't born yet either. No, no, uh, no, no, I guess not. (laughs) So he wasn't even a glimmer in his father's eye. No, but anyway, you're you're shell-shocked because of a video game. Go ahead. That's That's how great that game is. No, Maybe that's will, a bad way of putting that, but will, that's how fantastic. I, 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 I feel like that's that's more like a that's six a, out of ten at that point. That's, you that's a, a, but I, <laughs> I hear I dream of artillery now, and I what? just wake up. Boom! That is not the, a that's what? that's not a positive thing, dude. That is good lord. Uh, it's a great game. Um, it's fantastic. Uh, you will have I'm tons still, of fun. I'm still trying to work through Dying Light too. That thing is phenomenal. It's deep, and oh, uh, I might play that too. I mean, I was gonna. I was actually sitting down. I was gonna play around a battlefield before recording today. Uh, the new one, twenty twenty forty nine, I think. Um, twenty four, twenty thirty five, twenty twenty like battlefield twenty twenty. Um, it's not a great. I mean, and I'll be the first to admit, it's not the best battlefield I've played. It's not a great game, but I mean, it's it's got huge maps and and all that wonderful stuff. It's great. Um, it's great to pass some time because trust me, a match that'll last thirty minutes will pass some time. Well, I turn on I, I turn on the Xbox, and what does my four year old daughter look up to me and say? Uh, play zombies, daddy. 
Yes. And and I was like, yeah, I can play zombies. Yeah, exactly. This, no, and and you know, my my four year old, she loves Halloween. She loves zombies. So, oh, there's there's another thing. I hope everybody has a happy and safe Halloween. Um, but it's in two weeks. But no, uh, two weeks, something like that. Yeah, we should be able to record before Halloween. Oh yeah, no, actually, I think Halloween weekend it would be it would be a recording. Oh, that's true. You're right. Is she uh, dressing up? Uh, yes, we we she is dressing up. She is going to be Everest um, from Paw Patrol. Oh, I was thinking you're like like Mount Everest. Like yes, Mount okay. Everest. Yes, hmm. and, uh, and my my son wants to be Knuckles. Oh, from Sonic. Yeah, Knuckles. I like Knuckles. Is that why? Is that like what we're him. growing the hair out for? What me? No, him. Ha- oh no, he just got his hair cut. Uh, I was gonna <laughs> say because I could see like if you dyed it red and then just kind oh, of absolutely. Like, I didn't ever thought about that. We're gonna, yeah, he had he had the that. hair for it. He had the he hair. Did. For it. Oh, did you he just did. get a haircut? I did. Yeah. No. She. Oh. Uh, the the wife just just me. So she did. She use a weed whacker. <laughs> uh, no. And I don't know why. I mean, do you use turtle wax or is that? <laughs> Uh, is that a special special product that you use to get that really beautiful like bald island island right? <laughs> yeah, keep, keep talking uh, shit. I'm still prettier than you. You know I, how I, you know you how know, they I, I do have to say though no, the beard, the beard, man. I'm jealous. It's a little, uh, it's a little wild today. What was it that is. plane that uh, crashed like over Malaysia and they never found? Uh, you, I don't know. It's it's laying in this island right right there. (laughs) (laughs) That's why they couldn't find it. Oh Jesus! Oh really? Really? That was dad joke. I mean, she's only seven and a half months old, man. And you're you're already thrown dead. No, I don't really do dad jokes. The wife does that. That was a dad joke. What the hell are you talking about? All right, so I rarely do dad jokes, but the wife does Uh dad jokes, and when she does a dad joke, my reaction is that i like it because it's I not like funny it. it's, they're not yeah, funny. oh no, they're they're great i'm Embrace hungry oh jokes. hi hungry i'm dad, I'm dad. <laughs> you got they're a job you gonna pay for your meal because i'm not paying for your meal. <laughs> when yeah, are you gonna buy us that. dinner how about that uh, oh the, yeah i mean it's, no. i'm still waiting for you to want to throw one out there i haven't used yet i don't know i don't know any okay, jokes, yeah. really oh bullshit do we need to do I like a dad it. joke off? Like, do we need to have like all the dads on and just do like a, a, a like battle of the dad jokes? As long as you don't call it a joke off, I think <laughs> we'll be fine. Why? What's wrong with that? <laughs> if I have to, if I have to paint that picture for you, I'll use crayon. Okay, the twenty twenty two, the twenty twenty two joke off. Yeah, all dads welcome. All dads. No, no, that's not no, no, pretty. Pretty sure there's a log. This like fucking that. ran off the rails real quick. It did. <laughs> anyway, so uh, welcome to um, Men in Your Life, unapologetically uh, human joke. That, off. that was our last episode. Uh, <laughs> Men in Your Life joke off. We've been kicked off. No. Um, oh shit! All right. Well, you sir, have a wonderful weekend. You too. It is Sunday, um, so this will get posted today and. Or tonight, or whatever. So it'll be available for Monday for yeah. all y'all's Monday morning drive. And um, 
I hope that, you know, everybody just has a good week. Let's just have a strong week. Exactly. Exactly. Um, to, if, if uh, I'm pretty sure he still listens to, to the gentleman that reached out to me this week, man. Stay up. You're fine. Mm. Uh, you need anything, you got my number. Give me a call. Um, but, and that's that goes to, to all of you guys. If uh, we, we have our Facebook page, we have Twitter, we have, I mean, you, you need anything. Twitter. Where did we get a Twitter? You have Twitter. You, you started no, us a Twitter. I don't have a Twitter. Oh, you talked about starting us a Twitter. I was thinking you that. I don't tweet. I don't tweet. You don't tweet? Yeah, I'm not a tweeter. Tweeter okay, and then, then forget I then, then forget I said that. We have Instagram. Maybe. Kind of. Uh, well, if you want to contact us, just eat, just get us on Facebook. That's shoot, the best way shoot to us, do it. Shoot us a, a message on Facebook. We'll get back to you. Yeah. Um, but no, that does go for it. And, and please, you know, let's this week, uh, let, let's try to do one thing for each other. You know, check, out, check in on one of the guys in your life. Um, this right now is like some Kenny G and just oh. no this is this is this no uh, Kenny G's too expensive compared to whoever Phil they Collins? got this stuff that's some Phil Collins Phil, this is, Phil this is, is definitely Phil Collins hold on let me turn we gotta turn this up a little bit no God, really do you have to yeah I can hear alright this, this, this is another, Phil Collins this, this is this has been another episode of Men in Your Life Unapologetically Human um, this may be my last episode uh, if he continues with the like now it, come on in the water's fine yeah no 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 uh, anyway um, okay, we're done we're yeah, done yeah we're, we're done okay. okay I hope you cut anyway. that out of the episode I really do it is. absolutely the fuck not <laughs> <laughs> alright my brother you have a wonderful weekend give give that little girl of yours a kiss from uncle brady and um Gross. tell your wife it, to tell your wife to give me at least a couple more weeks before she kills you and uh i'd like to get one more episode in and maybe you know what if we if we record halloween weekend we should do a review on our favorite horror movie oh that is perfect at the end, like at the end of the episode, we will do a review like on our and favorite it horror. Definitely movie. won't be the new Halloween that came out. I guarantee that. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but yeah, have a great weekend, and I, I'm, I will talk to you this week. I'm sure you will, because if I don't, I know uh, one of our coworkers probably will. So, oh, numerous times <laughs> daily. All um, right. Everybody, have a safe weekend. Have a safe... Well, I guess the weekend's over. Damn. Have a good week. Have a safe week. Yes. Be good. Um, like Brady said, let's do something nice for everybody. Um, at least one thing, you know. But uh, as always, you know, I'm Dan. I'm Brady. And uh, thanks for tuning in to Met in Your Life, Unapologically Human, Off the Rails episode. God bless everybody. Yes. <laughs> End the episode. Mother.